Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What's up, everybody? This is a come on, son. The podcast. I know how I do, man. Um, big shout out to Combat Jack, the man who got me into podcasting in the first place. I always say that my podcasts are always overseen by Combat Jack. And for me, this is a very special podcast that goes back, mm, wow, 1989 to be exact. Well, 88, but but 89 was the was the premiere episode of, of Yom TV Raps Today. That's when Dre and I got on Yom TV Raps Today. Fab started in 1988, but Dre and I were already in the works in 1988 because they were trying to find uh, a daily show. That's what they wanted. MTV wanted a daily show. And, and lo and behold, uh, a, a young man from Westbury, New York, and a young man from Queens uh, got an opportunity to be on MTV. And as they say, the rest is history. So it gives me great pleasure to introduce into Come On Son, the podcast today with me, the one and the only doctor himself, Dr. Dre. Hey, Dre, how you doing, brother? Hey, come on, son. How Hello, you doing? Son. From 1989, the number, another summer. <laughs> Down to the funky drummer. And of say? course, joining us, we wouldn't be right if we didn't have T-Money with us today. So T, how you doing, brother? I am doing well, my friend. I'm smelling well, and I'm chilling with the greatest <laughs> of all time. Well, man, and, and Dr. Drizzy, what's the you deal? Smelling. Well, I don't you know smelling. how you smell, T, because we, we are the Zoom call, so I'm <laughs> trying to take your word that you smell. Okay, well. don't, don't worry yeah. about that. I smell, I smell um, vendiferous. Is, is that a word, vendiferous? I, it's a word it now. It's a brand new word right now. So, fellas, I think... Um, what we all know and what we all been hearing is that there has been a reboot of your MTV raps. A reboot. Uh, MTV has decided to uh, bring the show back. They they brought back shows before Jersey Shore and, mm -hmm. and uh, other shows. They at one point they actually brought back TRL, but yes, they did. this is the first time that they have uh, decided to bring back. Yo MTV Raps, and um, I'm quite sure that you guys have been inundated with questions about your participation, um, whether it's something that you're involved with, 
Um, they're showing 50 classic episodes before the show is supposed to kick off. I believe the date for that is May 24th. I'm quite sure, Doc, you have been, uh, your phone won't stop ringing and asking questions and your feelings about it and to your feelings about it. And of course, my my feelings about it. And I'm quite sure Fab is, is, is the same way, but we're not really going to delve too much into what MTV is doing with, with Young TV Rats, but we, I do want to talk about the fact that we have an announcement to make about what we're doing, the things that we're doing together. And T, you want to take it from here, bro, and let everybody know what's going on, brother? Yeah, exactly. We um we are working closely with a gentleman by the name of Shomi. Shomi is the director of Desus and Miro, and Eleanor, by the way. Eleanor works directly with my man Shomi, and they actually are working with us together um, in regards to us putting together a magazine show and our documentary, which are, we're extremely excited about. Um, I, I can't tell you how happy I'm to work with these people because they're, they're very in, in tune with what's going on today. And they understand the importance of our doc and you know the importance of our existence in the um, field of entertainment. We, um, we've been actually looking to actually make this happen for quite some time. And I think we actually have a stronghold and moving forward and as it relates to what we're doing. So um, salute to um, Shomi and Eleanor. And um, you know, we're gonna do our thing very soon. Absolutely. Dr. Dre, I got a question for you real quick, bro. And, and I'm gonna let yes. you go ahead and, and further elaborate on what, what, what T was saying. Um, yesterday actually marked the, the 50th birthday of the Notorious B.I.G. He would have been 50 years old yesterday. It's also coming up on the 50 year anniversary of hip hop. Tell me your mm -hmm. thoughts on that and, and, um, and what hip hop exactly means to you. Well, thank you, Ed. I was about to elaborate on that 50-50 thing, which is pretty cool. Um, being that we've known the Notorious B.I.G. since his beginnings, being one of the guest artists on our soundtrack, Who's the Man in Party and BS. Well, can I say bullshit? Well, you just did. You just did. Thank you very much. I was checking. This is my podcast, bro. You can say pretty much whatever you want. I was just checking. Anyway, so we've had a long, long uh, relationship with him. And we were blessed to know him when we were doing a hot 97 morning show, which was the number one show in the city at that time and debuted a lot of great music from the one and only Ready to Die and also uh, Born, Born um, uh, after, well, was, life after came after that. And life after, yeah, life after. He was death. already gone when life after death. Came exactly. Out. Yeah, no and doubt. No doubt. Our our um presence and the fifty years of being involved with hip hop, from its inception, from the Woody Woods, Spoonie G's, Treacherous Threes, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Fives, Curtis Blow, Run DMC, Houdini, L O Cool J, and the list goes on. Salt and Pepper. I mean, we could do it all day long. No question. My no feelings question. on this are joining forces with Show Me and Eleanor is going to let the world know of our legacy in our own way, the way we were on your own TV raps. Because the one thing about what we did with the blessings of the late Peter Darty and the late Ted Demi is they allowed us to be us. And we were able to influence the globe not just the American country, the globe on rap music and hip hop. 
and God bless out to the one and only Fab Five Freddy and Run DMC and the late great Jam Master J who did the initial pilot of your own TV raps. Yeah, exactly. That's what's up. That's right. You, you wanted right. you wanted to say something on that point, T? Yeah, I also want to add Cool Herc and Bambada to that to that list of illustrious people Dre just mentioned, and more importantly, working with um Show Me at Eleanor is going to give us the opportunity not only to um show the world um through the, our documentary what um you know the impact of Young TV raps for those who who don't know, but it's also going to show um you know where we all came from and how this whole started before yo and tv raps actually you know our lives before that and how we were already part of the music business you know with you know with ed doing what he was doing and myself and dre doing what we were doing it gives us gives the whole documentary a well-rounded feel as it relates to us as people you know what i mean it's very important oh, so we'll we'll yeah. so with this with this new project and and i'm mm -hmm. i'm talking to you guys right now from an interviewer's yeah. perspective and not a particular participants perspective okay go ahead. But, but we get a glimpse into the basement of cooley high where we'll be able to examine what um original concept was about and and the cultural effect where we get to go back to you guys as homeboys young t money and young dr dre before right, the we can talk about yeah without question i mean you know I, and i guess dre can you know chime in on this when he wants but yeah, we're going to talk about, you know, how myself and Dre, you know, started at, you know, I mean, I met Dre in fifth grade. I mean, you know, we had the same fifth grade teacher, Miss Bundy, and how we go back to, you know, days <laughs> in our neighborhood. You he know, always goes started. back to Miss Bundy. 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 I know he is for sure. That's how it all started. That's the origins, man. I'm telling you, we go back to building speakers and being DJs in the neighborhood and, you know, growing out of that, you know, and going on tour, taking Latifah on her first tour and being the original concept and having our first deal on Def Jam Records, one of the, one of the don't forget first DJ five Mark artists signed to Def Jam was the original concept. Don't forget you know? DJ Mark, the 45 kill. I didn't get a chance to say it, brother. DJ Mark I in did. the building, of course. Thank you well, so Mark, much. Mark, Mark, Mark is very important in, in, I was about, I, I was in going my to life, of course. <laughs> of course. Of course, because the 1-800 was made by DJ Mark, the 45 That's king, right. the end of a dance, was yes. created through that song. So. Exactly. What's so what's so interesting about all of this, and and you being an interviewer, I'm being an interviewer, T being an interviewer, it's a crazy interview right here. Is that even though we were doing all this work, and we'll call it the underground efforts of hip hop and rap music, we didn't cross paths until we met at Ted's office. Yeah. We knew of each other, but we yeah. crossed paths, and that history and those blessings. And all these folks that we've met are what you're gonna get between the video and between us doing this other section which show me an Eleanor called the 50 years of hip hop. That's mm -hmm. gonna be very poignant because right. we know there were others who've done this before us. And a big shout out to Ralph McDaniels and the Vid Kid Bonham Shout out to Uncle Ralph. Video, Uncle Ralph video music box. Okay. But also big shout out to New York Hot Tracks with, um, Carlos De There was a lot of folks that guided us in this path, but our blessings came when two gentlemen named Peter Darty and Ted Demi decided to go fight at MTV for an opportunity for some young black guys. And I got to emphasize that young black guys should be able to do a show on a network that was fighting with Michael Jackson and Prince all the way ever since. And Rick James, mm -hmm. right? 
and Rick James, James yeah. So no this documentary is going to crack a lot of that info. And our 50 years and 50 years of hip hop wow. is going to display where we've come from, where we are, and where we're going to go. So mm -hmm. big shout out to the notorious B.I.G. in his memory. But I also want to send a big shout out to Malcolm X, because when that movie came out, we were all wearing X hats religiously. <laughs> and we forgot that Malcolm's birthday is actually the That's day it. before the notorious B.I.G. Yeah, so big absolutely. shout out to the Shabazz no family. I think I still got my African chain, my African piece with the with the beads and you know all yeah. that stuff. And we had Absolutely. we had it all, man. You know. So let so let's do this right now, man. I, I mean, I've, I've introduced you guys to to everybody. Um, let's bring Show Me in, and okay. uh, let's have Show Me speak on the project a little bit and 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 okay. why he wanted to be involved with this thing in the first place. Show Me anytime okay. you want to pop up, my friend. You may pop. Show right Me the way to go. Show hey, me what's up? It's what's up, up? Hey, show me. What's up, brother? Show I love the hat, brother. How you doing? <laughs> hey, look, it's look. an honor. It's an honor. Hey, because... show me. Hey, show me. Let me show you. Let me show you the way to go. Show me. You cool, man. You cool. We in here, man. What's going on, brother? What's happening with you? Well, it's an honor. You know, currently I'm on the TV show Dees and Miro um, at Showtime Television, and I got my start with, you know, doing music videos, which was influenced by everything I saw at Yo! MTV Raps, you know? Yeah. I'll never forget that last episode when everybody was uh, freestyling, you know? Like, you guys had a great seven-year run that was, like, another form of education for me. You know, I'm a student of hip-hop at the end of the day, and and I didn't go to film school, so I learned from watching music videos, you wow. know? Mm -hmm. my, oh, okay. You know, as a child of immigrants, we weren't just able to tell our parents, oh, let me go to film school. Like, not that, especially being in Virginia, you know? And so, so like you guys were our like hip hop CNN, you know, and, and the type of guests you guys had, you know, like I said, it's still vivid in my memory when I uh, saw Rakim do that last freestyle after, you know, at the last episode, seeing red and meth, like it's fully ingrained in my head to this day. And, and, and we'll all, always be thankful for the education you guys have given us, you know, and you did it in a way uh, that was fun. You know, is 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 fun, um, and and that's what hip hop to me is still about. You know, it's just like this. The, you guys, really, really, the involvement of all the different coasts and different cultures. You guys going to different cities and seeing people. Uh, you know, and me being able to see my own city uh, with Rex and FX. You yeah, know, right. Right. you know right. when you guys did. Uh, uh, you know, when you showed the Rum Shaker video, that was shot in my hometown in Virginia Beach with Teddy oh, Riley, wow. you know? Okay. And the connection That's is crazy because um, as a kid from Virginia, we're not, you know, like Virginia is not what you think of when you think of hip hop, but the connections are nuts. This all feels like full circle because like when you're talking about Busta, he got his driver's license in Hampton, you know? Oh, oh. Uh, Jay-Z would come down there, you know, Biggie would come down there, you know, we're talking about Biggie and, and all that like influence, just visually being stimulated what you guys did, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, seeing MTV raps come out, you know, from Fat Five Freddy on a weekly thing to a daily basis of what you guys did is insane, you know, like it I is. I think came out of Virginia for the rum shakers, personally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so, what it really right. was about. 
Hey, show me. I'll tell you, I'll tell you something though, show me Virginia and your, your part of Virginia, where you come from was a huge, huge influence on, on the music business. Um, because you know, Teddy went from Harlem and then he went down there, but the, we used to, we used to hit Virginia beach like every year. And I remember that year oh, yeah. that the, the riot happened in Virginia beach. Yeah. That was, right. that was mm -hmm. 1989. I was on the, I was on the roof for the Corner Car Hotel with De La Soul and we were throwing bottles at the police. Wow. Right. And like that well, is something I want to explore. That's something I want to explore even in the documentary because if we want to talk about social issues that were involved, the things that were um, bubbling up at that era, right? The yeah. tenseness, because you got to think like 80s was crazy. You know, you watch um, Public Enemy videos, Night of the Living Baseheads and, you know, 911 is joking, you know, your town, all this stuff. Like all this stuff that was happening, you know, um, mm -hmm. you guys were showing these videos, you know, and, and, and like I said, nobody else was able to report on the culture of what's really going on, the underbelly of this nation of the epidemics and things like that. You saw through these music videos. Yeah. Right? Yes. Because the one thing I one thing I want to say, show me with your MTV raps, especially our show. And I say that if we would have been left on the air and I say this in interviews, that I do not think that the passing of Tupac or Notorious B.I.G. would have ever happened. Because the one thing about what we did historically, even when they tried to stop Tupac from incriminating <laughs> himself on the old TV raps, we were able to calm the, 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 the waters when things were getting out of control. We were able to go on the air and tell people, you know, this isn't what we are about. It was about the music. It was about the love of the culture. It was about the information. It was about the fashion. I mean, that was what Yo was really about. Yeah, and yeah, we, wanna, guys... we, wanna, we wanna take an opportunity right now and welcome Eleanor Earl to the fall. Yeah, Eleanor, please. welcome to Come On Son, the podcast. Hey. Welcome yeah. Eleanor, welcome. Eleanor. Hey, Hi, Eleanor. Guys. How's How are you, Eleanor? You look, you look absolutely wonderful and your background is stunning. I need a background like that. Oh, well, thank you. You know, I'll hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely will. Um, thanks for bringing me into this discussion because I'm just super excited. Like Shomi said, we're so honored to be coming together with Elusive Media and Yale Earl Entertainment in association with Alt House Productions to bring forth uh, Hip Hop 50, which is going to be super exciting. And we'll deal with many of the things that uh, show me you guys have uh, set forth thus far. It's going to be amazing. And then the documentary, of course, being able to hear your story as told by you guys is going to be amazing. And I have another person here that, who is from Virginia. Show me myself. And this next guest uh, is not multi-platinum selling producer. The yeah. list goes on and on of all the hits from Buster Rounds to Dr. Dre and on and on. So not he dangerous MC said he produced uh, for Biggie even you know on the Born Again album Dangerous MCs. That's dope. Yes, so many synops to come on as well now would be great, and uh, we okay. are just looking forward to all that is ahead. And, and I saw that Yo MTV Raps is being rebooted, right? So are yeah. you guys involved with that? We have um, we have no involvement with that whatsoever. No, no we we're not that. involved in that at all. No, we're not. Oh, wow, that's a bit short-sighted, isn't it? I mean, yeah, well, I start about short-sightedness. That would be my department. <laughs> 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 
Dre, you have great vision. Don't let him fool you. Dre has great vision. That's right. I got, I got, Dre, I got 50, yeah. 50 vision. And touche, Dre. That's a good one. Thank well, no, you. We're not, but Eleanor, to answer your question, no, we're not um, involved in that project, and we wish them well. And um, no, but we're not personally involved in it. We're actually looking to, you know, work with you guys and do other things at the moment. So, well, awesome. you know what? Let okay. me add to that. Let me add to that real quickly, That's Eleanor. True. I actually got a DM from the host, the new host of Yom TV Raps, and asking me for an advice. Um, the, uh, the young man by the name of Conceited, and the, and the advice that I gave him is to be yourself, mm -hmm. do do this your way. And remember that the guests that you have on your show are the most important pe per people in the room and just have fun. And remember right. that when it's all said and done, it's something that you'll remember for the rest of your life. Cause I will, I will certainly remember my time at MTV positively and for the rest of my life. Oh, wow. That is amazing advice. I'm sure that was greatly appreciated. I'm yeah, he sure. Called, and he called me OG. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I am at this point. You, right? OG. you should. You should. And so we have Knox here, who also is going to be collaborating with us. You know, we have to get some of his hit making music. Absolutely. Um, you can you can unmute um, Knox. Unmute your mic. Yeah. Hope so we're going to get it. some of his hit making Hope Knox is in Knox. <laughs> man, it's honor, man. Hey, Knox. <laughs> what's up? What's up, brother? What's going hey, on? What's going on, on man? Knox, I want to welcome you. To, to the room, and I want to tell you first and foremost, I love that shirt, boom bap over everything. I think that <laughs> I think that's a, that's an extremely dope shirt. Not you, you coming in into hip hop and being such a prolific producer. When you look back on the fifty years, hip hop is going to be fifty years old, bro. Fifty years. Did you ever imagine yourself as a kid being involved in this music to the extent that you're involved in it, and what got you, what propelled you to do this? What compelled you to do this, I should say? Um, I mean, I just loved everything about it, man. And 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 your MTV raps got me through like high school. You know what I mean? Like I used to record this on VHS one on VHS tape. You know what I mean? Right. I fronted one downstairs, one recording upstairs. So mm. one downstairs, so I can catch it when I get home from school. You know what I mean? And right. um, then it turned into a, a, like I have to do it, you know what I'm saying? Because I had kids, right? right. You know what I mean? So like, okay, this is a job I'm gonna have. You know, I did. I'm gonna have for the rest of my life. Okay, cool. Give it to me. Thank you. Right. You know, you know, I I just, I just love everything about hip hop, man. Everything, you know what I mean? But now it's like a you got to do it just to just to make a point. Now I got to do it just to make a point. Yeah. So, so let me ask you, Nas. Let me ask you a question, and, and I'm glad that, that you're on today. And you, you right. actually produced and worked with a good friend of mine, Bad Seed, actually. Uh -huh. yeah, 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 my guy. Um, so listen, um, due to the fact that you know about your on TV raps and know how, um, you know what what was going on during this this era of the '90s music, how does that how does that help you produce music of this generation? Um, just uh, right now, I'm the I'm the I'm the old head. Okay. We we old okay. school now. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. We're, we're we're old school now, and it's like um, it's it's harder for us now. Okay. Way harder for us now. I mean, now it's like it's 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 it's, it's cookie cutter stuff right now. You know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You really don't have a uh, have to have a 
uh, a plan to do do it now. You know what I mean? So what you're, you, so what you're saying like, is that it's easier. It's easier now to work on music right, now. Man, than, okay. Right. <laughs> so, we can we can we can understand. We can we all can right, relate, man. He's being, he's being he's being very nice and and okay, being very much. You know, can and I, can just, I ask as, him a, as a reminder, as a reminder, guys, this is definitely going to be used for my podcast. Come on, son, the podcast. You can there say anything you want to say, bro. Okay, okay. and if you don't want to say it, I'll say it for you. Okay, as a, <laughs> as a quadruple OG, there is a lot of good music out there. There's a lot yeah. of great MCs out there, and very young. And they're still very dope. But the right, right, overall right. difference is what we had and what you love. That's why it says boom bap over everything on your shirt right now. What we had and what we love was the culture of right. hip-hop. Right, right, it's a right. culture. Hip-hop has a culture. It was a cultural thing. If you go right. back and look at it, show me. You said you grew up on a lot of the young TV raps. Right videos and stuff like that. Go back and look at a lot of those videos. Those guys' sneakers didn't match their outfit and they sneakers oh, right, were right, new. Right, right. It was about the love of mm -hmm. hip hop as a whole culture. Today, it's about, you know, the Wendy's commercial, the, the Biggie bag, you know what I mean? Gotta get right, the bag, right, right. get the bag. Right, Everything right. Did you say Biggie bag? It went, away from, Biggie it bag? went away from the culture. It went yes, away from did. the culture. Yes, and a lot of it is trash, but then again, it's still, I still love it because there are a lot of dope ass MCs. Anytime right. I hear Kendrick Lamar, Summer Walker, and Ghostface Killer on the record <laughs> together, I yeah, still it. believe in hip hop. Anytime I can turn on and, 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 and see Lady London spit a freestyle, oh, yeah, I still okay. believe in hip hop. There's some dope MCs out there. The really crazy thing it. is, Ed, you just yeah. mentioned, two of the artists you just mentioned Knott's worked with, which is like another full circle moment. He's worked yeah. with okay. Ghostface. I became okay. a fan of Knott's because I heard the record he did for Ghostface, you know, and he did incredible records with Kendrick which, as well. You which know? I need to know which record this is that you did for Ghost. Uh, Be This Way. Um, damn, what else we do for him? Took, uh, back. Took it back, I think. The other one. The one with, uh, what's back. her name? Jackie O. Uh, yeah, Take It Back. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Oh, take me back, take me back. Yeah, Ooh, right. Girl, I love you. Yeah. Fuck out of here, you did that? Yeah, I love that. I'm like, yo, I'm a huge Ghostface Killer fan, bro. Well, that's the thing about Knots. Like, he's worked with artists that are legacy artists at this point, you know. And at the end of the day, if you look at the numbers, the legacy artists are still the ones ultimately selling more units versus the whole single era we live in, right? And you guys created that blueprint for us to follow because, you know, he recently worked on the Busta album with Kendrick on it. You know, right. he did the single with uh, Kendrick sampling, you know, Michael Jackson. But, you know, Knott's also worked with Pusha T and Kendrick on uh, Nostalgia. And again, Pusha T. Pusha's dope. Pusha's dope. Virginia, you know. Pusha T at 45 still had the number one, not hip-hop album, album on the Billboard charts this year, you know, when it came mm -hmm. out on that week. And he right. had five songs on the Billboard 100. So, and, you know, hip-hop is always looked at as a young man's game, but even at age 45, which Pusha T is, wow, he's still able to do it. And I think that's coming back. Guys like Knotts are helping us preserve that sound. You yes, know? sir. Keeping that it has, lot, it has a lot to do with the fact that um, those artists that you're mentioning understand everything that Ed was just talking about. They had, understands the five elements of hip hop and how they incorporate it 
in their music and how they right. actually are, are students of the music. And I'm, and I'm not knocking any young artists at all because like Ed said too, a lot of the young artists are, are fire. I listen to all of them, but I'm saying, you know, a lot of these old school artists, they had to work for it. I mean, you know, you can talk to Dre right now. We, as we came up, we were hanging up poster boards in the street you know we were, we, were, mm. we were doing everything we could to get recognized mm -hmm. as, as young artists now you know everything is so immediate i mean you know you, you put out a hit record you can just put out one song and boom you got no backup plan you don't even have a second single you understand that's right. a totally different thing so you know and these these older artists have longevity they understand what it takes they they, they do three four hundred songs you know it's like well, also, it's a totally different can animal I, can i you jump know? in Real quick, yeah, ahead, there's also what's called the desire and a love of the culture, like Ed was describing. So when you're talking about the wear, the clothes, the attitude, there was a distinction because you didn't want to look like you were a part of the mainstream. You wanted to set yourself aside. That's what made your MTV raps so poignant. Because when Ed and I were first brought in to discuss it, we made a pact amongst us to say, Whatever we do, we'll always be ourselves first. So you're starting to get some of that leading over. Just like I was going to ask you, where did you come up with the name Knots? And why did you call yourself that? Um, well, I came up with not. Well, my grandma came up with, up with Knots. Um, See, my hair to grandma. My, my, my hair was, right, right. My hair was nappy as hell, but I kept it edged up. So she was like, I'm going to call you <laughs> Cool. So I kept it, you know what I mean? Right. And, um, right. I had a production company, uh, Dirty Music Production. My other grandma gave me that name. I used to sample a bunch of old records. All of them were dirty as hell, you know what I mean? All the crackling <laughs> and stuff. Oh, that's dirty music. Cool, I'm keeping that name. So, you know, that's what all, everything comes from my family, man. Everything. But, but see, from a, that, I, I, from I that discussion, just real one quick second. See what you just said? That's hip hop. That's rap music. Right. Because you took the essences of what were around you and you built upon that. Right. And that's what the Young TV Raps experience and the Young TV Raps today and the Young TV Raps weekend thing was all about. So when they show these 50 videos, you know, in premiering the new Young TV Raps, our distinction is the fact that we always knew who we were. There was never a, oh, well, who is that lover? Who is T-Money? Now me, I am a little different because my name is Dr. Dre. But the thing is, we still maintain our identities. It was hip hop, man. It was it was hip hop, yeah. man. And I, I, I want to ask a question of Knott's, uh, Dr. Dre and T-Money. And um, I will start with uh, UT and then we'll go to Dre and then we'll go to Knott's. Um, 50 years of hip hop, did you ever imagine in these 50 years of hip hop, I mean, man, show me you're, you're in Illinois, have been a part of this too, and you have worked with so many different artists in, in hip hop. And did you ever imagine as a child, let's, I'm gonna give y'all all a 10 year old you, 10 year old T Money, did you ever imagine that your whole life's work would be something to do with hip hop? Did you ever think that that would happen for you? Absolutely not. When I was 10 years old, I had dreams of playing in the NFL. You know, I wasn't thinking about. Thank playing. God that, that didn't happen. <laughs> that was, <laughs> anyway, back to, the, back to the conversation. But Pete just said, no, but really, no, I, that was just inconceivable at the time when I was 10. 
hip hop. I mean, your parents used to beat you in the head with this this whole philosophy. Oh, you got to get an education. Oh, you're gonna have to be something in your life. Oh, this music thing is not gonna last. Oh, because it wasn't taken seriously at that time. So no, right. you wouldn't. That's that wouldn't have happened. I mean, I remember times me and Dre used to. Um, this is way after we were 10 years old, but we were DJing events and they would just literally tell us, um, we don't want that hip hop hip hop BS. Yeah, sign a contract not to play rap yeah. music. Exactly. We wow. couldn't play Run DMC, who was the hottest group in the world. We couldn't even play that. You know, wow. it was crazy. And, and keep in mind something, these are not these are not um high school parties we're talking about. We this is college parties, this is fraternities telling us wow. we don't want to hear that. You gotta play Colonel yeah. Labrums, they said you gotta play you, Function, you gotta play right? Commodore. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was ridiculous. Do, yeah. Dr. Dr. Dre, D-R-E, my man, my partner for yes, so sir. many years. Had, did, yes, you sir. Ever, did you ever think from TV, radio, books, <clears throat> movies, all that, that you have encompassed, all that you've done has always been because of hip hop. Did you ever think that that's what it would be for you? Yes, and I'll tell you why because we did a thing called Rap Convention One at the Nassau Community College um, University Center. And we saw 10,000 people stand in line in the freezing cold just to be a part of it. We said, this is forever. It's just forever. And there was no headlining artists. It was called a rap convention of local artists performing on stage. And I had to actually lie and say, oh, no, no, this is a rap show. It's more like a, a we're doing a, a question and answer session. But when they saw that line of people wanting to get into this and they were packed in this university center, I was like, this is forever. And we hey, had Ed. to stand out in the middle of the snow eh, and hang up posters with, with um, That's right. tape That's guns. Right. And with That's staple right. guns, and I mean, in seven different towns in, in Long Island, we knew, we always knew. And that came from our um, incubator, WBAU, on Long Island at Adelphi University. We always knew. We no, always were part of it. I appreciate hey, that. Hey, but he asked you when you were 10 years old. So let me ask you a question. So at 10 years old, what happened at 10 years old? When, when I was 10 years old, I was trying to just be 10 because I was always a year younger than you. So I never was 10 at the same time. I was always the youngest guy in the room. Okay. So, Let me move over to Knotts quickly. Knotts, did you ever think at 10 years old you would be making a living off of hip hop? Nah, I couldn't see that far, man. I mean, round 10, my dad was DJing. He was a big DJ out here, you know, and I was, uh, I was always into music, love music. You know, my him and my my oldest brother, he picked it up from my dad, you know what I'm saying? And my, my oldest brother and my manager, um, two of my other brothers, they were doing music together. I used to go to the studio with them all the time, you know what I'm saying? Watching them, just looking and learning. And then uh, I just picked it up from there. So like 15 and 16, I, I started doing the music and I'm still doing it now, you know, so. Show me, coming from Virginia Beach, Virginia, did you ever think that this hip hop rap thing would be something somehow, some way that would mean your life's work. And I mean, you've done, and, and I'm not just trying to pigeonhole your life's work, but I mean, you know, that you could make a living off of this thing. Show me your muted your mic, I think. Yeah, I mean, to, to, to me, it was a, 
that was not even a thing I would think. It was just a fantasy of watching hip hop artists do their thing on, uh, you know, on your show. So like watching the Wu-Tang Clan perform Cream on stage, I was like, yo, these dudes are amazing. Never did I think I'd work with them, you know? And then, and that was in like, you know, mid nineties. Fast forward 20 years later, 25 years later, fast forward, I end up doing the 25th year anniversary um, documentary for uh, 36 Chambers. Right. And now, right now, this week, we're finishing up 25 year anniversary of Wu-Tang Forever. That's right. Uh, with all their fans. We're doing that right now, actually. Um, my lifeline is given through hip hop, you know, like many chances, you know, somehow hip hop comes back and like brings me back motivation wise, creative, creative wise. Um, it gets me through everything, you know, uh, different moments of my life, what I'm going through. So, uh, and again, and it's been able to help the community that I'm now kind of part of, you know, like younger directors, um, especially, you know, minorities, you know, young black kids that are still like, yo, I don't know if I could get an NYU and stuff like that. I'm able to give them chance to work on my projects. And now I'm seeing them flourish and do bigger projects than me. Makes me happy. You know, my boy Omar started out with me just um, editing Pusha T's video. This year, he just did the one with Pusha T and uh, Kanye West, you know, and now he's taking over that project and they're giving them hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm seeing the kind of money the industry has been able to make off of this. But I think in all fairness, it has to come back to what you guys have also done. So I think that's why it's important. And the other thing is, I wouldn't be having this conversation with you guys today if it wasn't for the community hip hop creates because I met Knotts uh, through his management. They did a show at my university when they had, a, well, they still have a group called DMP Dirty Music Production as a group. I was like, oh my God, because anything I could get to locally, that was my only uh, entrance into hip hop, right? The industry. So I jumped on immediately while I was in college with what Knotts was doing. One day they invited me to the studio. Knotts is working on Detox album, which is insane. And right. Eleanor is in the booth singing, doing a hook. <laughs> well, I just refresh your memory, guys. That's how yeah, we all met. Yeah, now we're right. having this conversation about, little, you know, retelling these stories. Right but this is how we all came together because, you know, yeah. at that time, Knotts was working on uh, a Detox because, you know, like, and I was such a huge fan of Knotts uh, because the type of hip hop I gravitated towards was, like you said, dirty, you know, like, the gritty stuff I saw on MTU Raps, you know, especially Wu-Tang Clan and, and uh, Biggie, you know? So, like, to find out that, oh, my God, the guy who worked on uh, Dangerous MCs for Biggie, the guy who worked with Jay Dilla, the guy who worked with all these people that I look up to, it's from my town, you know? One of my favorite records of Busta, uh, Everybody Rise, mm-hmm. it's produced by Knotts, and he shouted out VA, all these towns. So it's just like I had to get with them, you know? It was, it was the two the two production guys that played a big role in inspiring me and, and motivating me on a local level. And then it became a global thing was knots and Neptunes, you know, for Alan Chad and it was knots. Those are the two guys also so easily opened the doors for me to just come in and, and experience what was going on. And then opened so many doors, like fast forward years later, knots had me hanging out with Rod Digga and doing a video with them. Uh, you know, David Banner, came all the way down from where he was in Atlanta just to shoot a video locally and Knotts opened up the studio for us to shoot in his studio, you know? And then right. Ninth popped up. And then, you know, Ninth is another amazing guy in Knotts. Oh, he's and, amazing. He's amazing. Yeah, and so, you know, Knotts and Ninth make uh, incredible music together as well. So, like, to be surrounded by what I consider 
hip hop goats is just just incredible. It's a blessing, it's you know. And and the fact that I'm able to make a living off of this and support my friends and family off of this, we've we've created a production company that's a family and 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 able to not just provide for myself but for my uh, peers. You know, it's an incredible thing, you know. And like you said, we're seeing the commercialization, but it's uh, of it. But it's it's good when guys like me can get involved and bring other friends into it because we're doing projects with ASAP Ferg where we're going, uh, we're collaborating with Snapple. You know, we just did a project with Facebook. We're collaborating with uh, DJ Khaled and Timbaland, you know, so we're doing all these cool projects. So again, ultimately, I feel like I got to be part of the project you guys are doing. And And it all comes back to hip hop. And let us not forget that we have a lady in the room. So I will, I will give you the floor now. Well, gosh, thank you. Um, in short, I have to say, show me and not to fit on the head. So this is such a full circle moment of being here with them, with you guys, such legends and, and your core group. That's what we represent for each other, too. Just like the, the three of you icons uh, have come together. We were watching you guys and inspired by you. And for me, no, I never thought that at age 10, I would be involved in hip hop. I'm a classically trained vocalist and would, was doing musical theater and other things, but watching hip hop and going, oh, that's so cool. So when I met uh, Daryl Sloan, Knotts' manager and partner, and he introduced me to Knotts, and then he also introduced me to Show Me, it was just like an amazing thing because we got to merge and explore the collaboration between classical music and hip hop and all those things. So, and then later, Show Me and I, doing production and uh, film and television. So it's just amazing. And you guys, again, thank you for the inspiration that you gave all of us, even a kid who was singing classical music, like, oh, look at, you can find ways to synthesize different genres and also about the culture because the clothes and everything, you know, you were looking for what was hip and, and awesome and you guys provided that. But I just have one quick question for you guys. Did you guys uh, feel like you were starting a cultural revolution because truly that's that's what you did. Come on, side, side. This episode of Come on, son, the podcast is brought to you by McDonald's. You know, it's an honor to be invited to a wedding, even more so when you're a part of that special day. It was the 1970s and following a popular song of the day, Sheila got the best of Kenneth's love. McDonald's is a huge part of their lives, so naturally, that's where they got married. The owner let the young couple have the ceremony and reception there for a memorable and affordable day. Cheers to all the couples getting married this wedding season. I'm loving it. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too. If you feel symptoms, even if they're mild, you should test fast. Test positive and at high risk for severe COVID-19? Then act fast with authorized oral treatments that can be taken at home and must be taken within five days from when symptoms begin. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too by asking your healthcare provider if an oral treatment is right for you. Learn about a treatment option at TreatCV19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. I can speak for myself. I said, no, at the time, we weren't we weren't thinking that way. At least at least I wasn't, because we were just, you know, we were having fun. You know, we were um, being ourselves, and we truly enjoyed what we were doing. Um, as students of the culture and and members of the culture, we we had a great uh, opportunity through MTV. Had that platform through MTV that would give us the opportunity to um to you know bring hip hop to the world. You know, so uh, and we didn't think about how much it impacted us globally. I think the only time 
during that time that I thought about how we affected people worldwide is when some one of the production assistants came into to the set when we were taping and said we were going to be um, in Japan um, today at, at noon. I think they were going to be uh, premiering Young TV Raps in Japan at noon that day. And I was like, in Japan? So it I kind of hit me then, you know, that, you know, we were impacting the world, not just the United States. But other than that, you know, it was just something that we did and we were really happy to do it. Um, we actually worked hard, put it together. We programmed the show. We did a whole bunch of things, you know, but as far as our overall impact and what it would mean years later, I don't think we had that foresight. Dr. Dre. Yes. Um, yeah, we knew. I knew from the moment we were doing what we were doing on WBAU at Adelphi, I knew being the Beastie Boys DJ, and I knew when we wrote the song Proud to be Black for Run DMC on the Raising Hell album, always knew. Always knew the impact of rap music slash hip hop culture. Always knew because it was global. It was global from Africa Bambata and doing Planet Rock. It was global with Sugar Hill Gang and doing Rapper's Delight. It was global when Run DMC was on MTV with Rockbox. We mm. knew. So when Ed and I got together and were blessed with this opportunity and I can then nudge T and say, come on, let's do this. We knew, but it was, let's make sure we kept it as authentic as possible. So sometimes we get kind of afraid with the keep it real line, because at one point we were like, well, Hamill sold us out because he was dancing for popcorn chicken. Now, as Ed just said earlier, people dancing for biggie bags. But Hammer got that opportunity to do that because everybody that wanted to get involved with this was looking to be able to spread the culture, the music, and the attitude across the globe. And we knew, we knew the significance of us being on the air. That's why we used to fight when we went from 60 minutes a day to 30 minutes a day. And uh -huh. the audience was angry when MTV would shrink our time. So we knew. Um, I, I'm a, I, I'll tell you like this, Eleanor. If, if T and I would have said, yeah, we knew. Dre would have said, no, we didn't know. So, okay. <laughs> that's just, that's, that's, that's just us. That's, that's us. just us. But for, for me, hell no. No, not, not when you're in it. Because I look at it like this. I would have said yes if there was a trophy involved in it, right? When basketball players reach the championship, Jordan and them have six trophies that they can look back on and say, yeah, I can look at my legacy and see the impact that I've had on mm -hmm. basketball because I was MVP this many times and dunk contest championship. There was no trophies given out. We never won Emmys. I remember, I think we got nominated for a daytime Emmy one time and we didn't win it. Um, mm -hmm. So there was no trophies. So looking back at it 30 years later, the impact of your TV raps is uh, phenomenal for myself, Dre T and for Fab, right? Mm -hmm. But at the time when you're in it, and you're doing it and you're having fun and you're just loving every minute of showing videos. And you know, you grew up in a neighborhood like I did in Queens, New York, that at the time didn't even have cable. So somebody had to tape your MTV raps and give it to me so I could see it. I had I had really no idea that what we were doing was going to be that impactful. But like Dre said, our thing was always just be yourself. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Just but just Ed, let me just say one quick thing to that. But fun. we were all on that plane together, 
um, flying down the Jack the Rapper, and uh -huh. we were flying down to Cuba with the Reverend Jesse Jackson. And oh, every major star in hip hop. That was a BRE. Was on that right? plane. That was a BRE. BRE. We went to California. It was BRE. No, BRE was BRE was, BRE was New Orleans because Jack the Rapper was always in Atlanta. Atlanta. No, the story I was trying to tell was when we were on there, we looked at each other. We said, "If this plane goes down, yeah, hip hop, was rap there. music's in trouble." Everybody in rap music's on this plane. Everybody from yeah. Def Jam, pretty much, right, or Rush yeah. Associated labels yeah, on that yeah. plane. What I'm saying, but remember when we went with Luke down to uh, Cuba, yeah, to Guantanamo Bay. And he was on the plane. I'm talking about that one too. Yeah. So uh, that's when like, that's when you really understood the impact of what we were doing. Yeah, but mm -hmm. but but looking at it from from my perspective, I'm just happy to be a part of it. I had no idea that all these years later that people would still you know come up to me and remember me and want a picture with me and and tell me their stories about how you know, what Dre and I and T-Money was doing was so impactful in their lives. And, and especially the, the people from different countries. Those, yes. people, those people have the most impact on me. When they come to tell me mm -hmm. that they learn how to speak English by right. watching your own TV raps and what time your own TV raps came on in their country and how they got in trouble with their parents because they would sneak to stay up late just to watch your own TV raps. So those stories, those kind of things, um, um, those, those are the things that touch me the most, especially yeah. about the music, man. That's amazing. In the 50 years, in the 50 well, years. Yeah. And recently, I was at a um, I was at a fundraising dinner, and I met the, one of the stars of the Kings, King of Queens, Kevin James. And the first yeah. thing he said is, are you Dr. Dre from Young TV Raps? I said, yeah. He said, I grew up on that show. See? And I just laughed. I just, just yeah. laughed. I said, he said, dude, seriously. And I don't know how he recognized me because I had a mask on. So I took my mask off. He said, yeah, it is you. That's great. He said, I had to come up and say hey to you. So it goes to show you how expansive and how many people's lives, um, artists, you know, everyone that we yeah, were right. able to influence. And that yeah. to me is the greatest blessing on the planet. Yes. And that's why in doing Hip Hop 50, it's going to be so wonderful. So many people are going to want to weigh in and share their anecdotes about how your work, once again, and the work across the board of the genre of hip hop has affected uh, their lives and, and the global perspective will also be covered. So Shomi is psyched about directing and producing with me. I am too. I'm going to get knots on the music and I'm happy to say that we're in talks with uh, the Benford company, the, the president of that company, Mr. Vassal Benford, regarding coming on board to um, help with this too, along with Alt House Productions, who's already involved. But we're in talks and looking forward to the Hip Hop 50 and the Just Say Yo documentary and being- yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Hip Hop 50 means a, means a lot to me. Like I'm excited about the doc, but the doc is us and you know, and it's been me and the doc and, and T anyway, but that hip hop 50 man is very special to me because I wasn't, I wasn't even really in hip hop like that. I mean, Dre and T already had original concept was out. They had, you know, knowledge me, we was bumping it and I was still a fan of hip hop trying to figure out my way into hip hop. So this 50 year anniversary of hip hop is special to me because I run across these guys like the first time I met Public Enemy, I almost lost it, like almost lost my lunch because I was such a 
huge fan of Keynes and Rakim. And, and for those guys to look at me now as an equal means everything to me. You know, when I run into KRS-One and he dapping me up and, you know, I remember him saying, fresh for 88, you suckers, and listening mm -hmm. to Perfect-Minded. I wasn't right. on television. I wasn't fully immersed in as being known, but I loved hip-hop. And this 50-year anniversary of hip-hop really means a, a lot to me. Now, let me circle back real quick because I'm doing this for my podcast. And when I do things for my podcast, when I hear something, I let everybody finish talking. And then I have to circle back to knots. What not, else? Will we ever, quickly, will we ever get anything from that detox album? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it, man. Well, I what happens? What happens when you produce on there? Do Dre take the tapes and hide them in like some kind of secret ass vault in the mountains exactly. somewhere? Exactly. He he does so much, man. I mean, one time we went out there, right? And he had um um he had like forty to fifty like East Coast records that he did. He was doing a whole East Coast album. It's just him. Scrapped that. Kept three of my joints. Jake one. He kept uh like Just Blaze joints. Came back. It was a it sound all West Coast, you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know, he just so iffy, man, you know? So I, I doubt if it's coming out. I really do. It, you know that's well, the not hey, hey, can I hold not on, Dre? Me? Hold on, Dre. Go ahead. You you know he's super iffy anyway, because there is a Dr. Dre produced Rock Him album. And we've never heard a single thing off of that album. Because remember, Rock Him was signed to Aftermath. Go ahead, Doc. Mm -hmm. I was just gonna say. Since you won't hear the detox album, maybe you could do one with Ed and I and T. We'll call it Detox. <laughs> hey, let's get it. Re let's get it. I love it. I love let's it. Let's do it. Nats can help detox. supervise the music. That would be incredible. Man's yeah, got to be great. Yeah. This, this be can great. be done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we get back and forth. It just spells different. Right, right, right. All we got to do is spell Dre and that damn name different and we straight. We won't have to worry. It's like TikTok. Right. Hey, hey, circling back though, when you said um, uh, uh, he was telling you that you know they learn uh, English uh, off the you know your MTV raps, man. I have a homeboy from Panama, right? Yeah, right from Panama. He learned how to you know English from you guys. Wow. Then he taught his mom and his brother how to how to you know English and shit. You know, that was right. I was like that is ill. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. hell when you when you teach somebody <laughs> a different language, you know, and you're not. Yeah, this, I, we, ain't Rose, we ain't Rosetta Stone, so there's a lot of <laughs> bad English speaking people running around this country. That's how that's how T got the job because we kept getting all the mail from all over the world, from Ghana, from Niger, from Japan, from the Philippines, and T would bring the mail in, and people were like, "Thank you, thank you, thank you," and just like draw stuff, and we'd have to interpret it like. Where's this Let from? me tell you something. Reading that mail made you question your English. I'm telling you right now. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. That's but crazy. it was it was fun times, man. Trust me, it was fun. You know, man. That's great. And just to bring it back to Hip Hop 50 and being clear for everyone about what they can expect for that, in terms of some of the amazing interviews with some of the top celebrity hip hop artists. We'll have interviews with those and people behind the scenes also. Are there some other things you want to mention regarding what people can expect regarding Hip Hop 50? Show me, I'm gonna leave that up to you, my friend. I mean, I plan on hanging out, you know, like reaching out to everybody I came up with. And fortunately, 
you know, Knox is one of them, you know, yes. <laughs> he's got a lot to contribute and say on the documentary, I'm sure. I'm going to reach out to Ferg, you know, Rocky, uh, they, uh, Joey Badass, all these guys that are uh, frequent collaborators of mine, uh, even RZA, you know, I work with RZA so many times now. So I think this is going to be cool because, you know, when it comes to hip hop, authenticity is important. So like yes. those telling the stories got to be connected and got to be loose and uh, not only, um, not only understand it, but appreciate it on another level and, and, and know how to speak the language, right? Uh, visually and, and, and many other ways. So I, I feel like I've gotten enough practice in the last 20 years of professionally doing this now. So I'm really excited to reach out to all these people, you know, Pusha T, everybody that I came up with, Pharrell, all these guys, I'm going to reach out to all of them. I know a lot of them are going to want to be down anyways, because yeah. in the past, they've always been down. You know, I think with a proper production behind us, which we will have, you know, you're talking about Mr. Benford, he's a legend yeah, too. And he is. Hearing that yeah. Mr. Benford's involved now, I didn't even know that. That's incredible. Yeah, I've been working that, on it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I mean, Benford would be amazing to bring in. I mean, he's yeah. worked with so many legends in the 90s as well. So he's going to get it, you know? And the cool thing is uh, everybody that we're dealing with, not only are they well-versed in 90s hip hop and when you guys are around, but everybody that we're getting involved with are still relevant now, you know? Knots uh, is still putting out records, you know? The man's now working with, uh, Snoop again, you know, uh, and so all these people, it oper it creates this natural bond between everybody to bring them together. So yeah. like, if if we, you know, hit up Daryl, Nats's management, we like, yo, we should bring yeah. Snoop onto this, you know, exactly. we should bring all these people. There's going to be this familiarity and comfortness to like really do a proper, proper justice, yeah. you know. Definitely, it definitely yeah. got to reach, it definitely got to reach out to the quadruple OGs, the the, the Bambadas, the, the Cool Hurts, the the Grandmaster Flashes, the Grandmaster Melly Mel's, yeah. Grandmaster Cads, the guys that, those are the guys that really kicked the door open for everybody and everything that came in the door behind them. So, right. you know, right. yeah. That's wonderful, <laughs> wonderful representation of all these artists and the influence they've had around the world um, yeah. in this, this genre. So it's gonna be amazing. Awesome. It's like gonna be the Avengers of documentaries, hopefully. <laughs> 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 I love that. We're well, that. <laughs> well, Eleanor, the one thing that I'd like to say that's also very special about doing your own TV raps, when you got to see that logo on your screen, it never defined where you were from. It was being on your own TV raps from wherever you were. You got to uh, see the Ghetto Boys. You got to see MC Bree. You got to see Two Live Crew. And Too the, Short. Too Short. E-40. I mean, the list goes on. So when you're talking about doing this 50 years of hip hop and even in our documentary, we may have to do four documentaries just to cover all the folks that need to be around. I think uh, it's right. a mini series, honestly. I think it's a yeah. mini series, you know, yeah. because it can't be we told in 60 minutes. It can't be told. Well, the, the, the doc and, a, and a, the uh, 50 years of hip hop. You can't. All this it. stuff is a series. Yeah. I can't yeah. an it's, hour a, it's a long process. It's definitely. If you watch Defined Ones, if you watch yeah. Defined Ones, that wasn't told in one uh sitting you know it's several right. episodes just keep, stars, in mind, just keep in mind your own TV raps impacted. Yeah. keep in mind your own tv raps impacted all five elements of hip-hop so with that being said alone there has to be multiple um episodes of this documentary you know for sure yeah. we're all so, on the same page with that there's so, a whole fashion side of it you know that you guys also yeah, absolutely how do we learn to dress we watched what were they watch wearing on your mtv raps you know yeah. like we, 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 we wore whatever they was 
was wearing down the street and what was what was given to us. But we have a question that just that just came through from some somebody that is really a big fan of hip hop and what we have been doing and what we all been talking about so far. And the question is, um, how do we educate our kids' kids on what hip hop means? That's a great question. How do we educate our kids' kids to what hip hop means? Because kids have a tendency to not want to listen to us. You know that. <laughs> Very true. Well. I'll just jump in here. My other life is that of being a, a college professor. And so I've had some experience integrating some of the work we've done in hip hop into lessons in school and all and giving kids a chance to really understand how important it is as a part of their culture and being able to have the freedom to express themselves uh, in verse and rhyme and all. And also in, as Shomi just said, the clothing and other aspects of the culture. So I think making sure that within the academic environment that it is integrated into uh, their course of study and some of the extracurricular activities that they have. That's, that's what I've been doing for the years that I've been a college professor. Education is a big part because, um, you know, every time I get a chance to speak on some sort of platform, I always bring up hip hop, but then I see Lupe Fiasco is about to teach at MIT. Um, you know, Ninth Wonder teaches at Harvard. So yeah. like, you know, these are becoming part of the curriculum. So, and you know, Eleanor was one of the first I saw like a decade <laughs> ago, making that part of her curriculum. So I got a bunch of 11 and 12 year olds that I teach hip hop 101 to weekly. So we started at the beginning and it's so, it so tough with them, but I make them write down their favorite hip hop artists on the board and why their favorite hip hop artists and who they are. And then we take it back and then we, we incorporate the DJing and I bring in some people from the fashion world and from breaking and all of that and I give them all the elements of hip hop so they can understand what it is now, but where it, where it came from beforehand. So I always like, I think mentorship is a, is a huge part of how you can educate the, the kids. Oh, kids. definitely. That's great. Definitely. Well, I want to jump in real quick. Hip hop is education because it is 50 years old. So in 50 years, for you to exist in that amount of time, you have to educate. Because even in its infancy, it had to re-educate people on what music was about. I used to tell people that Michael Jackson is hip hop. And they were like, no, no way, he's king of pop. No way. I said, if you're a DJ, and you ever DJed dancing machines break and you spun that back and forth, that's hip hop. If you ever DJed as the great late Biz Marquis used to do and play I Want You Back by the Jackson Five, that's hip hop. That's what we did. So even what Knox was saying about dirty music and finding them scratched up 45s or albums, those were records of different eras but then we upgraded in the hip hop. James Brown became James a Brown. strength of hip hop. Because without James Brown, hey, there's no there's no rebel without a pause. There's no, there's no the break, records. You know, all a the breaks. A whole lot of records. A whole lot of records. But Drake, I, I we we love the point, understand the point. But the question was, how do you educate your kids' kids? on what hip hop truly means. That's what, I was, that's what I was going to next. And the only way you can do that 
is through the experience of it. You have to give them, as Ed said, in mentorship, that's gaining experience. And as an educator, that's the whole line of education is giving them the experience of that music. So when I played my son the other day, Columbus Story by Earth, Wind and Fire, and he's going, Dad, what's this? And then I slowed it down and I put some extra 808 beats on it. He's like, Yo, what? I said, yeah, we make hip hop. We make this music, we create it. So you can learn from 50 years of experience. That's the education. That's how you teach your kids, 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 because we now have the time to say it exists. And informal education on, on, on the culture itself. I mean, not just not just the music, we just need formal education on the culture itself. There's so much out there to be taught as it relates to the culture and it, it, it needs to be taught. I mean, I'm, and there's, there's some colleges who actually teach it, um, yeah. but it's not, it's not done enough, as a matter of fact. It's just not done enough. It's not done in the community enough. Um, you know, because there's always a sense of, you know, well, it's old, so maybe it doesn't need to be taught. Oh, it's old. Let's move on to the next thing. You know, it's kind of it, it things, certain things sometimes become a little dismissive to, to the general public. But this is our music. This is this is black music. This is our music and it should be taught. Just like, I mean, you can go to school and learn about Washington. You can go to school and learn about Lincoln. You should also be able to go to school and learn about um, um, DJ Red Alert and, you know, Bambada and Chuck Chillout and whoever else and their origins and you know why they were so important to the music you listen to today. You know, it's, it's very also important. a masterclass in marketing right. too because right. even when you guys did uh, um, uh, the OPP flip, right? Yeah. You know, you down with MTV like yeah. recipes top one on that. Yeah, yeah. Like when you saw that OPP flip, you saw like early examples of how to like market things through hip hop, and right now every other product. Nike is a multi-billion dollar industry because of hip hop. It's yeah, not yeah. even the athletes pushing it, it's the hip hop artists. They want the Travis Scott Jordans, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, they want the collaborations with the hip hop artists now and it's every brand. Pusha yeah. T did a freaking Arby's commercial. So mm. it's also, like I said, it is a means of survival for these corporate brands. So. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's everything. It's over encompassing everything, whether if you're watching something that's involving dance, if you're, yeah. uh, if you're LeBron James, this is how you're getting pumped up. It's to the music. Right. So it's it's right. encompassing everything. The Hamilton. difference is, the difference Hold is on, now, Drake. Hold on, Drake. Hold on one okay. second. Hamilton. Yes. The number one show on Broadway. <laughs> yeah. It's so hip hop. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Lin-Manuel Miranda yeah. took hip hop and put it in, on Broadway in a way that was so creative and imaginative that nobody saw that thing coming. And, right. he, and he taught history using hip hop. That's hip hop. And like Dre yeah. said, everything that we touch becomes hip hop, everything. Yeah. Yep. Yes, yes. And that's, mm -hmm. the, that's the thing, how you reach the kids, 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 because of the technology today, everything is instantaneous in their right hand. If you got a cell phone and you got a smartphone, you can connect into everything. But like I go back to Ed's mentor's comment, it's who's mentoring to give them that information. The one thing about hip hop today is that 
it stretches across the globe. So everybody's experience in hip hop is gonna be unique, but then giving it its roots and giving its, its beginnings is where we start from, because it's gonna branch. Because remember, the NBA that we grew up on is not the NBA that exists today. Of course not. It's just That's not, right. it evolved. Allen Iverson it, came out with cornrows. Everybody started wearing the tattoos. You know, that's all hip hop, bro. You know, and that's how it, it started. All, it, all, it all found an evolutionary step. And that's why yeah. I was always a fan, will always be a fan. And I kind of smile, listen to the music of today, yesterday, and stuff coming forward. So yeah. that everything that you just said, that will always hip-hop. grow and expand. Yes, I'm sorry. And that's everything that we've just talked about is Hip Hop 50. The uh-huh. wonderful product that's coming very soon for everyone. Yes. Everybody, keep your ears open um, for Hip Hop 50. Keep your ears open for, you know, the Yo Doc that we're working on. And, and please support both projects because all these projects are, are, are from our hearts and soul. That's I mean, right. of course, we, we, we like to make some little change off of it. Right? We ain't going <laughs> to lie about it, right? But they're all, it's, it's all labors of love because we love the music so much. And because, you know, it's, I think it's time for the world to know the real story of Dr. Dre, Ed Lover, and T-Money and the impact Young TV Raps had, not just on hip hop, but on culture yes. um, overall. And, and the 50 years of hip hop, what can I say, man? That's just, I'm, I'm honored to just be a part of it. I, I, I never thought you know, that I would be able to be a part of it. And, you know, I had somebody say something to me the other day that I thought was wonderful and I was and I was touched by it. And they said, if when they finally open up that hip hop hall of fame, the real standing hip hop hall of fame, yourself and Dr. Dre and T Money are first ballot hall of famers. And I was like, <laughs> it, it almost brought me to tears because you know, not to, and I, I never thought that that would that could happen for me in my life, man. And not well, absolutely hey, on that, hey, on that ballot. Yeah. Hey, we're certified. What else did you know? <laughs> what else can you say? <laughs> what else can you say? We're certified. What do you expect? Love it. Exactly. So thank that, you that, all. Good, thank man. you all for being a part of this discussion today. We really no appreciate problem, it. I, I don't know what happened. We were supposed to get a surprise visit from the one and only Flavor Flay. I don't know what happened. Maybe you know, <laughs> he's, he's running around. That was a now, surprise. Now, that was now, a surprise. Now he got kid number eight that he just found out three years later is his <laughs> officially. So, you know, maybe what what do we know? Flavor's flavor. He's always going to be a nut beloved for Flay. And I thank you all for being a part of this, man. Thank y'all so much. Thank you. We're looking forward to it. And um, we'll see you all. All right, thank, guys, you, Ed. thank you, thank you, Eleanor. Thank you, thank you, Eleanor. Thank you, Eleanor Knotts. Thank y'all so much. Thanks, you, Money. I don't know. You know, I've been thanking you two, you two clowns, my whole life, and you know, I love you more than cook food. All right, <laughs> all right. I'll, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Everybody that's listening, y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll that's talk right. at you, with you, to you, and about you. Uh, Next time, and, and, and to the next time we ride together, slide together, laugh out loud together. This is Ed Lover saying, God bless each and every one of y'all, and thank y'all for tuning us in and never tuning us out. All right, we'll talk to you soon. It's come on, son.
Come on, son, son, son. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out cigarsinternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. Be sure to check out the return of Come On, Son, the web series exclusively on Patreon. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.